This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. the Toys R Us report, recorded live from inside the Pooptronic Cellular Undersea Base 0001, 6.5 miles below the ocean surface. When he's down in the hood, he's in a good position. When he walks, they all salute. When he talks, they all listen. He's your host, I See Robots. If you're looking for me, you better check under the sea. It is your dude, I see robots, and I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less week, and this week is going to get a lot less week. We're going to talk about every movie I saw in 2018. It's a lead-up to the big uh, big top five of the year. It's going to be a hoot. I got a new song from uh, DJ Iceberg and uh, MC Instant Let me see if I can find it here. Hold it. Uh, hit it. <laughs> You are listening to the Toys R Us report. My vocals sound dynamic when it's placed on track. My vocals sound dynamic when placed on track. Me, whack, your local mechanic couldn't even fix his mouth to say that. And I'll make a rapid change his occupation and have him selling hot dogs if he ain't saying Nathan's. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. You are listening to the Toys R Us report. Yeah, it's me, and I'm uh, down here at the at the bottom of the sea, way down here on the on the ocean's floor in the Commodore Trench at uh, the Pooptronics Undersea Base. You know, when you when you think about it, it seems like it would be really great to be undersea doing stuff. But man, when it comes right down to it, dude, I don't think that man was intended to be down here. It's like, it's it's always cold, it's always noisy, and Dr. Jane Walsh is like always, always giving us trouble. I mean, check it out. We used to be on the Jupiter moon base, as you remember, I had a had a neat studio and stuff that engineer Emily put together. It was a lot of fun. I was I was happy and everything. But now now it's like I'm down here. It's cold. I'm in the I am in the room presently where they clean the buckets that they use when they when they chum the sea trying to get trying to get sharks and stuff to come down here. They're always trying to lure sharks down here and they're always 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 trying to lure whales down here. I don't know what the deal is. They were they were just doing it like just a minute. Hold on. Do you hear that? You can still hear the whales out there. They're 
They're trying to get him to come down, and they're doing something with him, but I do not know what it is. Did you hear that last one? That was pretty scary, man. That sounded like a dude screaming. It's... It's so weird. Whale noises are... They're crazy. I... I'm also, like, way off my sleeping schedule. It's hard to... It's hard to stay regulated when there is no light. Now, look, I know what you're saying, that you guys were on Jupiter and stuff, and that there was... There was no light there either, but there... There was, man. We were, like, going around the sun. We had day and night. It wasn't... It wasn't the same day as night as there is on, um... On Earth, you know, but it was... It was like a semblance of it, but here it feels like it's all just one long day, dude. And I, I don't know. I don't know how much of this I can handle. It doesn't feel healthy to be down here. But be that as it may, be that as it may, we still got a show to do, dude. We still got to do that. I, I don't know. I, I got this. You got what? Another bad idea. No, dude, I have another good idea. And where is that laughing coming from? It was funny to me, so I played the love track like one of the situation comedies you like so much. What was funny, dude? I don't don't get it. What was funny was the idea that you had a good idea. The last good idea you had was... According to my records, it was never. Dude, did you just play that laugh track again? We are not that kind of show, dude. We're not like a two-camera sitcom. We don't do laugh tracks. Maybe you have never done them because nothing funny ever happens. Have you considered that? Dude, you're tripping, man. I am known for my sense of humor. Funny things happen here, like, all the time. Like what? What was funny? Dude, tons of funny things happen. And, like, you're a robot, man. What do you know about being funny? I know funny. I have a program that can detect humor, and it has never gone off in your presence. Yeah? Okay. What is this? What is this? Uh, what is this funny alarm? What does this sound like? It is the sound of an alarm combined with the sound of a baby laughing. It is delightful. Wow, that, that sounds awesome. Uh, you think I can hear that? Yes, you may. Dude, that was quite possibly the worst sound I've ever heard in my life. Maybe I... Maybe I'm, like, unconsciously being unfunny around you because part of me knew that... Part of me knew that that would... That would burst out of your speakers if I, uh, if I ever made a, made a, like, a joke. I suppose that you are a psychic because I never mentioned the alarm to you before. Maybe you should focus on those psychic skills to make up for your lack of comedy skills. Maybe. I don't know. I appreciate the suggestion at the very least. Let's take a quick pause right now and get a word from a martial arts legend, Cynthia Rothrock. The martial arts master relies upon the power of an empty hand for his survival. Through discipline and courage, his empty hand can be either the expression of his fearsome skill or the offering of his sincere friendship. His true strength lies not in what he holds in his hand, but what he holds in his heart. Weapons are for wimps. Thanks, uh, Miss Rothrock, for sending that in. I definitely agree with the sentiment. Weapons are for wimps. But on the flippy flip, why don't you just try to avoid fighting, dude? I don't know. Let's, uh, let's see what else is going on here. I don't know. Iceberg, thanks for, thanks for joining us here on the show today. Let's move into At the Movies. 
in a moment at the movies without Ebert, Cisco, or even that dude Roper, but you've got icy robots, so that's something, right? presidency is mostly a symbolic job. However, if we were to come to a different understanding, I can't handle mundane jobs like overseeing military, energy, foreign policy. I like that. This isn't something that a vice president really does, is it? It is now. Christmas Day. first movie that we saw for the entirety of 2019 was a movie known as Vice. Vice was directed by Adam McKay, who you might know from the from the Five Mike Movie Hall of Fame flick Step Brothers, and it starred uh, it starred Christian Bale, who you might know from The Machinist. You might know him from that uh, from that Terminator movie where he jumped out of an airplane into the ocean and swam down into a submarine, or you might know him as Batman, I don't know, we all know him, we all know him for what we know him for, but the, the tale of Vice is the story of the rise of George W. Bush's vice president, a man that goes by the name of Dick, of Dick Cheney, Dick Cheney had an interesting rise to the top at the beginning of the movie, you see he's kind of, he's kind of a lineman working for the country, county rather, and then, then by the, uh, by the next thing you know, he's working inside the White House. I I liked this movie lately. Lately, we've been catching up on some old episodes of Unsolved Mystery on um on this Roku app known as Pluto. And in watching these, you see how they do a lot of what they call docudramas. They they take a real life event and they and they redo it all over with actors. I I think that this movie Vice was very similar to that, whereas the difference is in Unsolved Mystery, they are doing what you would call a docudrama. In this, it's it's more akin to a docu comedy, if that if that makes sense. It had a it had a very interesting format. A couple of years back, Adam McKay made another movie. It was called The Big Short. It was about the it was about the housing purchasing boom crisis situation that happened a few years ago. And this movie is it's very similar. It it tells you a bit of the story and then there's a narrator that kind of kind of gives you the facts and it's tied together with the news bits and different things. I I liked it. I thought that it moved along pretty quickly, but I could also understand how how you might not like it also when you when you see the trailers for the for the movie. It's it's played up as if it's more of a straightforward tale. And this is, this is kind of told in weird little bits. It goes from bit to bit to bit to bit. And then, then it's all tied together by Jesse Plemons, who you might know from Friday Night Lights. He's, he's the narrator and he, he's the glue that holds the whole story together. I really like Jesse Plemons. I, I see him as a mark of quality. When he's in something, I always know that, I know that at least there's going to be some good parts in it. The parts that, uh, the parts that he's in. The directing of the movie was good. Everything was good. The the thing that was real standout about this, though, I think, was the individual performances of the dudes. And it, Christian Bale was just absolutely terrific as Dick Cheney. He looks like he, he looks like he gained about a hundred pounds to take this role, and that's that's crazy, man. I don't know how people do that. All of us, all of us, at one time or another, 
have like some kind of a struggle with our weight and you know, you know how hard it is to get a pound off once you put it on. I do not know how these Hollywood types go and go and put themselves through this. Imagine like right now they're like, hey, we need you to go and gain 40 pounds. Don't worry. Once the job is over, you can just lose it and we'll, we'll get you trainers and we'll help you lose it and stuff. Don't worry about it. But when they say like, don't worry about it, it's, it's like they don't take into consideration the fact that you're going to have to do tons and tons and tons and tons of cardio. You're going to have to eat like carrots and all these things that are no fun just to get the weight off. And I realize that like they're very, very well compensated. And then we all we all have like ups and downs in our jobs. I mean, I'm down here at the bottom of the sea, dude. I could get squished by an octopus at any moment. There's there's risk in anything. But uh, I don't know. If I was told to put on 40, 50, 60 pounds, if I would be able to do it because I don't, I don't think I could take it off. I don't think that I would, I don't think I'd be able to have the discipline to go and do all the four count burpees and do all the stuff that it was, that it was required. That would just be my new life. I, I don't know. So in that regard, I definitely got to give it up to uh, Christian Bale. I saw him at the Golden Globes and he, he looked, uh, he looked very svelte. He looked... He looked almost like he did in The Machinist. The the probable, like, real standout performance in this, though, is put on by recent Academy Award winner Sam Rockwell. He plays George W. Bush as, as like, a well-meaning dullard, and the the performance is just out of sight. I I like Sam Rockwell a lot. Dude is a great actor. I've been, I've been riding for him for, uh, for a real long time. He's, he's one of my dudes for, uh... For darn heckin' sure. And he came through in this, like, gangbusters. I, I don't know. I liked the movie. I liked all of it. But every time he, every time he came on, you're just like, oh, look, there it is. It's George W. again. And you get some, you get some giggles and everything. I, I thought that this movie was fine. I thought that it was okay. I did not, I did not have any issues with anything. I had a good time watching it. It's not too long. It's not too short. It's, it's kind of... I would not say that it was average. It's a little bit above average. But the thing that makes it above average is the the excellent performances of these dudes. Christian Bale tears it up. Jesse Plemons tears it up. Sam Rockwell tears it up. Steve Carell's in it as uh, Don Rumsfeld. And he's, he's terrific too. All these guys seem like they had such a good time playing these important, these important figures from the, from the recent past. So... With all that said, on the good old-fashioned Source Magazine Mike Meter, with one being a dud, five being an all-time classic, I am going to go ahead and give Vice, going to give it a solid three, three mics. Three mics. Tonight's program has been brought to you by Richer, Stronger Hills Brothers Coffee and New Instant Hills Brothers Coffee. The first instant coffee that smells like coffee. And Kellogg's Sugar Frosted Flakes. Kellogg's Special K for bodybuilding proteins. And Kellogg's Rice Krispies. Snap, crackle, and pop. This week on the show, I see Robot is going to read a list he made of all the movies he saw last year. Don't worry, it's not as bad as it sounds. 
I go to the movies a lot. It is probably like my number one hobby. Maybe, maybe doing this, talking to you guys is my number one hobby. But my number one hobby that is not, that is not chit-chatting to myself in a, in a chum closet is going to the cinema. I, I like it, man. I find it very relaxing. It's a nice environment for me. I just like sitting in the dark and watching the story. I, I need it. I need it in my life. It's something that I do, that I do almost habitually. I, I started keeping a movie list when the theater chain that I go to stopped giving tickets that said the name of the movie. I would keep, I would keep all my movie tickets and I, I got like this bin that I put them in. It's an old, uh, lollipop container. It's like a, it's like an octagon, and it has a lid, and I toss all my movie tickets in there. I've been doing it since when I was working back at the movie theater. A lot of them are United Artists tickets. And then one day, they, they like, changed the format of the ticket. And it would tell you the, the amount of money you spent and the change you got. But they didn't give you anything that said the name of the movie and the theater that you went to. They, they've since changed. They've gone back. But I... I started keeping a written list when they, when they changed it. I don't know. I like to, I like to keep track. I want to know, I want to know what I saw. So anyway, I got this list. I, I have it pinned up on the wall of the, um, the earth base up there. And when I come home, I write what time the movie was, when I saw it, and then also how many mics I give it. This year, I, I went to, well, I saw. We're going to talk about that in a, in a sec, I have a total of 87, 87 movies that came out in 2018. This year, this year I also added Netflix movies because Netflix movies are starting to become real, like, real, like, mainstream phenomenons with, like, uh, Bird Box and Roma and stuff. Roma might win the Oscar, and that's a Netflix movie, so you gotta... You gotta start adding them, but I only did so if they were movies that were made in 2018, and then I also added the criteria, if they were movies, I would have gone to see if they came out in the theater. For example, there was a Coen Brothers movie that was a Netflix exclusive. I would have definitely gone to see that. I definitely would have gone to see Bird Box, so I added, I added that, and then we've been going to Joe Video a lot as well, so I added... A few movies on here that we rented on Blu-ray. These were movies that came out in 2018 that I would have seen in the theater if they were available to me around here. Sometimes, sometimes some of these smaller indies don't, they don't open around here. But by and large, I feel like we get a pretty good selection of movies. Almost everything that I want to see that goes to the theater opens up at least somewhere around my area. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. All right, dudes, let's get started on the big movie list of 2018. Now start the reading of the list. All right, here we go. The first movie I saw of 2018 was All the Money in the World. That was the Getty kidnapping movie, 3.5 mics. And then we had The Darkest Hour, 3.5 mics. I, Tanya. I gave that four mics. Den of Thieves, that had Ice Cube's son in it. I gave that two and a half mics. And then we got to The Commuter. That was a Liam Neeson action movie. I dug that. I gave it three mics. Then we saw The Post. That was the one that was about the uh, the newspaper biz. I gave that four mics. 
And then we saw on February 4th, Maze Runner, The Death Cure. That was the finale of the Maze Runner series, which wasn't really all that bad. I gave that three mics, and then we saw Hostels. That was a western that really showed you how bleak the Old West was. It starred Christian Bailey, gave it 3.5 mics. Then I saw The Phantom Thread. I I did not like this movie at all. It was uh, the latest from P.T. Anderson. It, it was about the... About the fashion business, I guess. I gave it two and a half mics. Did not like at all. And then number ten, the tenth movie I saw was Black Panther. That was that was pretty dope. I liked it. I gave it four mics. The the next one was one that I saw with um with my uncle, Death Wish. Did not like at all. Gave it two mics. Then I saw Annihilation on uh, March twelfth. That is a it's a very mind-bending sci-fi story with Natalie Portman and Gina Rodriguez. I I liked it. I bought this one on Blu-ray after it after it came out. I was hoping it would have a director commentary where the where the people who made it would explain to me what happens at the end, but it doesn't. Still though, I gave it I gave it four mics. Then we saw Tomb Raider. That was the Alicia Vikander. The Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider. I did like it. I thought it was fine, but I gave it 2.5 mics. And then we saw the sequel, the sequel to Pacific Rim on January, February, March 25th. I didn't like this one at all. I I gave it two and a half mics. The movie, the movie really needed some Guillermo del Toro, but it didn't. All it had was a lot of uh, Finn from Star Wars. The next up on the list here is a movie called Letters to Stalin. This is a pretty good one. It's a comedy about the... About the dudes who were looking to take over after Stalin passed away. I think it's on Showtime now. If you get a chance, check it out. 3.0 mics. Up next was uh was Ready Player One. I didn't really I didn't really like this movie a lot, but I thought that it was it was entertaining and that the effects were amazing. So I gave it 3.5 mics. Then we saw Red Sparrow. Man, this was a this was a bleak tale of a Russian spy starring Jennifer Lawrence. I I liked it, but it was so gloomy. It was so so depressing. I think it's also playing on Showtime right now, but I gave it three mics. Up next was Isle of Dogs. This movie is amazing. I saw it again yesterday on HBO. I I love it. I gave it 4.5 mics. It's it's just so visually amazing. The the details of everything are just I don't even have enough good words to say about this. It's a really great movie. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Wes Anderson's latest. Then we saw Quiet Place. This movie was quite a sensation. I thought it was okay, 3.5 mics. Then up next was Game Night. I gave that three mics. Blockers followed that. A bit of bit of a mediocre comedy run there. 3.5 mics. Then Rampage. This flick starred The Rock, and it was a takeoff on the uh, the 80s video game. 2.5 mics. Avengers Infinity War. I saw this one again the other day on on Netflix. It's playing there now. Check it out if you haven't seen it yet. And while I do not so much go for the overly animated superhero movies as a as a genre, I did think this was an exceptional movie. They got they got so many wheels in motion at the same time that you gotta you gotta respect it. And I I liked how it had a sad ending, man. This movie became quite a quite a social phenomenon as well. I gave it four mics. And then we saw Lean on Pete. This was a super sad movie about a kid who gets into the uh, quarter horse racing business. Super sad, 3.5 mics. Then, right on the tails of that was the latest from Diablo Cody, 
who wrote Juno, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. I gave this one three mics. Following that was Bad Samaritan. This starred the the dude who is the purple man on Jessica Jones, the guy who was, um, he was a Doctor Who. This was kind of a little underrated movie. I gave it three mics. I, I As I recall, the story is a criminal finds out something really bad during a break-in, and then the the dude whose house he's breaking into is going to go out of his way to try to cover up what he saw. I enjoyed it. Life of the Party was on the following day of Bad Samaritan. This was starred Melissa McCarthy. It was not all that great. Two mics. The the very next day, I saw a movie called Breaking In. This was a this was a horror movie about a lady who's locked out of her house and her kids are locked in with the bad guys, and she has to try to break in. It was okay. I gave it 2.5 mics, and we saw Deadpool 2. I really enjoyed Deadpool 2. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty fun. It had one of my faves, Ezzy Beats, in it. I, I dig it. I may eventually get it on Blu-ray. Maybe, maybe, probably not. I don't know. Uh, the week after that, we went a whole week without seeing anything. I saw Solo. At the time, I gave Solo 3.5 mics, but I, I might upgrade that to 4 mics. I got it on Blu-ray, and I've watched it, and I... I think it's really great. I think uh, Alden Ehrenreich was a pretty good solo. It's a it's a nice movie. It's a fun it's a fun ride. And then number thirty one. This is the this is the end of the first column. Was a movie called The Writer. I gave this four mics. This movie this movie was like a one of a kind one of a kind experience. It's the story of a cowboy who rides rodeo, but the the constant head wounds are leading to an early retirement, and he's trying to trying to find a way to fit into society and the the hook is that the people in the movie aren't actors they are real people going through real life experiences while it's not a documentary it is very close to a documentary one of a kind film it's it is incredibly depressing so be ready for that if you decide to check it out let's let's take a quick break with a word from a uh, ray boom boom mancini <laughs> On the street, it's all about reputation. All about making a name for yourself with your crew. Well, they got a name for homies who go down for the colors. You know what they call them? They call them corpses. Don't throw your life away. Gangs are a dead end. Thanks a lot, uh, Ray Boom Boom, for sending that in. I can definitely appreciate the sentiment, dude. Don't go down for your colors. If you guys out there are banging, you're gang banging, reach out to me, man. I'll help you get out of that life, dude. I'll set you up. I'll I'll do what I can to get you on the uh, the straight and narrow. I don't want to see you guys get a. Uh, don't want to see you get murked in a drive by. Don't want to see you any uh, anything like that. Let's uh, let's continue along with the list. First movie on column B. That's the second side. Is Action Point, the latest Johnny Knoxville one. This was a. Uh, this was one of the worst movies I saw this year. Then we got Solo. I gave it 3.5 mics when I saw it again in the theater the second time. But having seen it on Blu-ray, I give it a, I give it four. I think four mics. The following film I saw. Sorry about that. I, I'm having a hard time reading what this says. But it actually says Hotel Artemis. I, I liked this more in retrospect than when I was when I was watching it. I. I haven't had the chance to see it again. I wanna, I wanna buy it, but I'm waiting till they put it out on previously viewed over at Joe Video. But at the time, at the time, I gave this three mics. This was, this was the, uh, the big Sofia Botella movie of the time. She's a, she's a fave of mine, and she has, um, a big role here, kicking butts and whatnot. The, 
The next film was the controversial horror movie Hereditary. I I liked it. I never want to saw. I never want to see it again. It it won the Summer Movie Award for the best horror film. I gave it three point five. Up next was was Ocean's Eight. This was the all female reboot of the Ocean series. I did not like this movie at all, and it's not because it was all gals. It was because I think the gals they picked were kind of boring. I've I've spent every Every waking minute since then, recasting this movie in my head. Let's see, let's see where I'm at now. This is, this is my Ocean's 8. You replace Sandra Bullock with Halle Berry, right? You, you can still have it that Danny Ocean is her brother, but make it that Danny Ocean was adopted by a black family. It's fine, makes sense. Then I put Anna Kendrick in the uh, Kate Blanchett role. I'd like to see, I'd like to see Anna Kendrick like playing like the tough, cool chick and I, I love Kate Blanchett from the bottom of my heart, but I I uh, pulled her out of this film. And then you got Gina Rodriguez, Sophia Batella, the girl who is what's her face Ramsey. Uh, oh, hold on. Uh, let me get that. Very very unprofessional. Uh, hello, chum room. No, I'm sorry. Jane Walsh is not here. Try extension four five eight nine. Sure, no problem. No, I'm sorry. I can't transfer. I only I only have the one line. Sorry. My my apologies. 4519. Thank you. Sorry about that, guys. Uh let's see where were we? Oh, the girl who is Ramsey on um the Fast and Furious. She's in she's in Games of Thrones. What's her name? Like Natalie Emmanuel. I I forget. How many have I done so far? We did Gina Rodriguez. I lost track completely. Let's let's start from the beginning. We got the Halle Berry Anna Kendrick as the leads, and then you follow that up with my gal, Sophia Batella, my other gal, Gina Rodriguez, Cynthia and Revo from Widows, she was great, Zazie Beats, Natalie Emanuel, and Kat Denning. I, I like it. I feel like it might be short on personality. You don't have any really big personalities, and they got Anna Kendrick, you got Kat Denning. They got, they got kind of a big comic personality, but you don't, you don't have that, but I feel like these are a bunch of like up and comers, you know, and you give them the rub of being in the oceans and maybe, maybe they can move up to the next level in the game. I wonder how many times I've talked about this on the show and I wonder how many variations I've come up with. One of you, one of you guys out there who might be Icy Robots Radio scholars, investigate that. The next film I saw was Tag. I gave that three mics. I thought it was okay. Won't You Be My Neighbor? This was a documentary about Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers. I thought this movie was fantastic. It brought me to tears with how beautiful a man he was. I gave it I gave it four mics, Jurassic World, three mics. I was disappointed. Adrift, we saw this at the $3 theater. It's about a gal who gets lost at sea. This was a three-miker. Sicario 2, three mics. I've bought this on Blu-ray, watched it a few times. I like it. I upgrade it to 3.5 mic. Hearts Beat Wild. I don't even know what that is, but I gave it 3.5 mics. What is that? Hearts Beat Wild. I I liked it. I gave it a good review. Let's see. Hearts You've got mail. Beat. I don't even think that's the name of it. I think it's Hearts Beat Loud. What is what is that? Oh, that's the movie with Nick Offerman and his daughter where they, they own a record store. That movie was a lot of fun. I wrote Hearts Beat Wild, but it's actually Hearts Beat Loud. That was... That was a good movie. We took the whole family to that. We had a really good time. Then I saw Ant-Man, 3.5 mics. I liked it. Leave No Trace. That was really good. It's about a it's about a homeless family that lives in the woods. I gave that 3.5 mics. And The Purge. I love The Purge. 3.5. Skyscraper. Saw this with my uncle. Didn't like it. 2.5. Equalizer 2. 
I don't even know why I saw that. I gave it 2.5. Three Identical Strangers. That was a documentary we saw at the Artie Farty Theater. I liked it. Three Mikes. Mission Impossible. This, this movie was interesting, man. Some people are calling this one of the greatest action movies, if not the greatest action movies of all time. And I, I liked it, man. But I, I only gave it 3.5 mics at the time. I wonder what I was thinking. I, I have since upgraded that in my head to four mics. But, um, at the time, only 3.5 we followed uh, Mission Impossible with 8th Grade the next day. 8th Grade was one of the best movies I saw all year, and I never, not never, ever want to see it again. It's about a, it's about a gal in 8th Grade who has real issues with self-esteem, but she also makes YouTube videos about how to feel good about yourself. It's, it made me feel really bad, but I gave it four mics, and then we saw The Meg. The Meg was one of the worst movies I saw last year. That's the one about the Big Shark 2 mics. After that, we saw Black Klansman. I liked it. I liked it enough that I went out and I got it on Blu-ray 4 mics. Then we saw Alpha. Alpha was the story of the first ever dog-person relationship. It's about how, how the first person ever, ever domesticated a dog. It was beautiful. I loved it. I cried. I gave it 3.5 mics. Then we saw Mamma Mia. I liked it, 3.5. Searching. Searching was this low-budge John Cho joint where he's looking for his daughter who's gone missing. I thought it was really, really good. If you get a chance, 3.5. Then we saw White Boy Rick. I thought it was okay, but I was a bit disappointed. Three mics. Then we saw A Simple Favor. This starred Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. And I... I thought it was a bit long. There wasn't really a lot to it, but it was it was kind of a charming film. You get to see Blake Lively in a lot of a lot of nice outfits. Anna Kendrick is always a charmer. I gave it three mics, but if I saw it on previously viewed over at Joe Video, I would buy it. So take that for take that for what you want. Then we saw then we saw Hold the Dark. This was a Netflix original that I definitely would have gone to the theater to see. It's made by the dude who made Green Room. You know how much I love that movie Green Room. I I did dig this. We gave it uh, 3.5 mics. And we saw Operation Finale. That was about the uh, Mossad agents who went to search for, I believe it was Adolf Eichmann down in Brazil. I liked it. We saw this at the $3 theater and I gave it 3 mics. Next up was The Predator. A lot of people didn't like The Predator, but I myself thought it was kind of fun. It was funny. It was kind of cool. I dug it. 3.5 mics and we saw A Star Is Born. A Star is Born had the first hour that was just phenomenal. And then, while it doesn't fall off, but if you would have stopped at that first hour, 10 stars. But as it was, 3.5 mics. Also, we got, uh, we got Venom. I gave Venom three mics. I saw this one with my uncle. You're kind of seeing a pattern evolve there. But, uh, went to see it with my uncle. And I, I didn't hate it as much as some people did. The, uh, the kid 2.0 went to go see it with some of her pals and they left. They walked out. They thought it was too morbid. They thought it was too gross. I say kids today's are wimps, but uh, at any rate, three mics. Then I saw Bad Times at the El Royale. This, along with uh, Hotel Artemis, were two movies I was really, really, really looking forward to. And either one, they weren't, like, living up to what I expected. But still, this one was fun. I give it three mics. All right, dudes, we've reached the top of the final column. And don't worry, it's only, like, a, it's only, like, just over half a column. But let's take a... Let's take a quick break and hear a word from Belinda Carlisle. I used to do drugs. And one morning I woke up, I looked in the mirror and I said, you look frightening. Nobody said quit. And nobody said stop or else. I got sick of it, so I quit. And now, life's a beach. 
thanks for those eloquent words, Miss Carlisle. Man, I used to be a fan of hers and of the Go-Go's. Let's see, now we are on movie number 64, The House with a Clock in Its Walls. We went to see this at the $3 theater. I liked it. Good, uh, good family horror movie. And First Man, that's the story of Neil Armstrong. I was a bit disappointed. I thought it was long. Three mics. Mid-90s, this was the directorial debut of Jonah Hill. I gave it 3.5 mics. I, I thought it was pretty good. And then we saw Bohemian Rhapsody. I felt like it was a lot of fun, a lot of great music, a lot of great scenes, but it was, it was just a short on story, so I only give it three mics, and then we saw Can You Ever Forgive Me? This was a, this was kind of like an art house turn for Melissa McCarthy, I enjoyed it, 3.5 mics, then we saw a movie on DVD called Low Life's straight to DVD action movie, dug it, 3.5, then we saw Sorry to Bother You on DVD, this was the directorial debut again, of another dude, this was Boots Riley from The Coup, the Oakland uh, rap group The Coup. I I enjoyed this movie a lot, man. I've never seen anything like it in my life, and at the end, it takes a turn. You will never see coming. It was crazy, crazy, crazy. Four mics, brilliant. Then we saw this movie called Overlord. I gave it 3.5 mics. It was really gross. Um, Up next was Night School. Night School was probably... Probably the worst movie I saw this year. I gave it 1.5 mics. We saw it at the $3 theater. I have no idea why. I'm not a Kevin Hart fan. I think it was just... I think it was just playing at the right time. So we we went to see it. And man, the audience was loud. People were yelling. People were hooting. I I don't know, man. Worst movie I saw this year. 1.5 mics. Then I saw Widows, which I liked. I thought it was going to be way better. I gave it 3.5 mics. I thought this was going to be like a 5 micer, man, judging from the, like, the trailers and the commercial stuff. But I, I do want to see it again. I, I could see it maybe going up to a 4. Then we saw, we saw Ralph Breaks the Internet that we gave, uh, 3.5 mics. Outlaw King, this was a Netflix original. And this was, this was one that we definitely would have seen on the opening weekend. It was directed by the guy who did Hell or High Water. Which I, which I thought was great. This one was, this one was okay. I gave it three mics. Then we saw our, our second Jerry Butler movie of the year. The first being, um, what was the name of the first one? It's one of the, the, uh, Den of Thieves. This was the one where Jerry Butler is a submarine commander. It was, it was okay. It was kind of silly. I gave it 2.5 mics. And then I saw, then I saw I Kill Giants. We rented this one on Blu-ray because it didn't open around here. But, um, I, I like this movie a lot. I gave it 4.5 mics. It made me, it made me cry like a little baby. Then we saw Buster Scruggs. This was a Netflix original. But again, this is another one I would have seen at the theater. It's a Coen Brothers movie, dude. I liked it. It's a... It's a bunch of small vignettes. My favorite was the first one. I I thought this was pretty good overall. I gave it 3.5. Then we saw Cree 2. You dudes have heard me talk about that for a while. Three mics. Then we saw Green Book. This was the first time I saw Green Book. I gave it three mics. Then we saw Support the Girls. This was one we saw on Blu-ray. I wanted to see it. It didn't open around here. It starred, um, it starred Regina King and she's the... She's like the manager of a Hooters-like workplace. And I thought this movie, I thought this was terrific. It really captures what it's like to work and to be in charge of other people at work. And I think it also really captured, like, what it's like to be a woman in the workplace. Excellent film, 3.5. Then I saw Spider-Verse. This movie was great, man. Spider-Verse was, 
It was awesome. The animation was great. The story was great. Four mics. And then, then we saw Paddington 2 on DVD. I did not review Paddington 2. It fell during that... It fell during that period where we were off for the holidays, but man, this was an awesome, awesome movie. Family film, Paddington gets sent to jail, just, just great, absolutely perfect, 4.5. Then we saw Bird Box, this was a Netflix one, this one's kind of become like a meme, like a social thing. I definitely, definitely would have saw this opening weekend, it was okay three mics. Alright dudes, we've made it. We only have three movies left. And then I saw Green Book again. I saw it with my folks. They wanted to see it. I wanted to see the favorite. But I was outvoted. I, I liked it again the second time. I actually would take it up to 3.5 mics. It it played better the second time than I, than I thought it would. Then we saw Aquaman 2.5 and the final movie I saw was Oh Lucy. This was kind of a small indie. It stars uh, Josh Hartnett. I like Josh Hartnett. And in it, he plays a English teacher who is over in Japan teaching the, teaching the folks there how to speak American style English when one of his students, I guess you could say she falls in love with him. And then when he goes back to America, she follows behind. It was, it was pretty good. We were actually watching this when the new year rolled in. We lost, we lost track of time because the movie was good. And then all of a sudden looked at the watch turned to the wife and said, hey, it's, uh, it's 12.04, and there you have it, man, that was every, every movie that we saw in the last year, we came up to, um, 80, 87, I was shooting for 100, we didn't make it, we never, not ever have made 100, that'll be, that'll be tough, but I think with the advent of so many good Netflix originals and stuff, and, Considering we're now counting those on the list, I could see a potential, uh, a potential 100, because you can see movies on days you might not have gone to see movies on. So, I don't know, man. The, the future's so bright, we gotta wear shades. Let's, uh, I really appreciate you guys sitting through that. That could not have been thrilling for you, but, um, we're gonna do the top five movies of the year next week, and I felt that it was important to go through everything... Everything that we had seen up until that point. Just so you know, just so you know, you're in the know. Let's uh, move into the final segment of the shizzle. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You made it this far. It's time. The final segment, the Icy Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toy News slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. Alright, so we are back for what will be the final segment of episode number 180. Can you believe there's been, that there has been that many? What a, what a waste of a life this has been. At any rate, I was at the flea market the other day and it's winter, it's... It's chilly here in NorCal, and uh, I'm all bundled up, and I'm going through, and I see, I see my homie that I, that I bump in from time to time over there. His name is, uh, his name's Ezra, he's kind of a rockabilly guy, and he's talking, he's talking to this other dude, this guy I know named Jaime, and Jaime's like, he's a cool guy, he's into, like, vintage bikes, they, they kind of got this tip where they, they're kind of rusty and kind of beat, kind of like the equivalent of, like, a rat rod of a bike, like they... They don't go to the trouble of, like, doing any kind of reconditioning. You know, they want it in the original state. I dig it. But, um, I dig, 
I dig riding a new bike. I like a bike that um, I can really depend on, but I, I definitely love like a vintage bike. I used to be into Schwinn's. I used to collect vintage Schwinn's. I had a bunch, but over the years I've gotten rid of them. I've I've narrowed it down to just like the one bike that gets me where I'm going. Like one one good, dependable bike, but I, I went over there to give a big bow wow to my dude and my other dude, and I... They both, they kind of, they kind of gave me the brush off, you know? I was like, what's up, homies? And they, I don't know, man, not like a direct brush off, but like, neither one was going to talk to me. And I'm like, I don't even know what's going on here. So I, you know, I went on along my way and I'm, you know, talking to the, uh, the old wife and I'm theorizing about what, what may have caused this slight. And all I can think is like, they must not like me because I don't ride rusty bikes, you know? They must not think that I'm cool enough to be in the rusty bike posse because my bike is like nice man it's polished i take care of it i got new tires i got a new seat i recently wore out the pedals i had to get new pedals i i got a good dependable bike without a bit of rust it might be like a bit of rust but there isn't there isn't any giant rust deposits and i'm just like i might not be down with jaime ezra and the rockabilly rusty bike posse and i don't know how i feel about that i don't think i care i guess but uh i, I at least care enough to <laughs> To mention it to you guys, to the millions and millions of people out there that are, uh, wasting their time listening to me babble about rusty bikes and Jaime and stuff. So, it's been, it's been raining when I headed down here to the Commodore Trench this, uh, this past week. The rain was coming down heavy, and when it's raining, one of my favorite things to do is to watch movies, and one of my favorite places to get movies is over at, uh, good old Joe Video. I like to, um, I like to hang and clang around the video store, man. I was over there the other day, I... I find it just so delightful, just so nostalgic to go on a rainy day, walk around the aisles, look at all the boxes, look at the cases, look and see for movies that maybe I haven't seen before, maybe things that look interesting, maybe even things I have seen before that I'd, that I'd like to see again. We ended up buying something. Usually, usually I rent, but I, I do have a policy that if I go in there and I spend time looking around, I gotta leave with something, and we were more or less caught up on all of the movies that we wanted to see that that came out in 2018, so I picked myself up a copy of uh, Hotel Artemis on DVD. I wanted to get it on Blu-ray, but they didn't have the Blu-rays available on Previously Viewed, and they did have the DVD, so so I got it. It was only $7.99. I saw it before in the theater, and it... It was, I would not say a disappointment, but I thought that it would be, like, fantastically marvelous based on the trailers, and it only turned out to be okay. But in watching it again, I I dug it a lot more. It um it has my gal, Sophia Botella, in it, and she has, like, an amazing, amazing fight scene in a, in a hallway. I don't know what it is with hallways and fight scenes, but that, that seems to be the, uh, the way of the world nowadays, but, um... If you happen to have a video store near you, and I say this, I say this all the time, go there, man. It is, it is just such a fun way to while away a little bit of time. I mean that. It's, it's awesome. I, I got a, a cousin, and he lives in Australia, and he messaged me recently that the, the last blockbuster in his neck of the woods on the Gold Coast is going to shut down, and that, that made me sad. I, I like to think that while something closes here, like Toys R Us, it is, it's still alive overseas, and if I ever had the chance to go over there and see it, I could do so, but I guess that, uh, 
I don't know. I guess that uh, we're gonna be seeing the end of Blockbuster as a whole. I I don't know. I I I think that history is treating Blockbuster better than they were in. In the day, if you had the choice to go to a Blockbuster or to a mom and pop, there was no, there was no way around it. The mom and pop was always better. Blockbuster was fine. They were ubiquitous and they did have a pretty good selection, but it, it was very corporate. It was very much by the, by a very whitewashed standards of a video store. It didn't have a lot of, it didn't have a lot of panache as it were. I, I think that it is interesting that so many people are nostalgic, and me too. When I was coming up, I would never go to Blockbuster. I was a video droid guy. I would go to Bradley Video. I would go to Eastman Video. I would go anywhere before I would go to a Blockbuster. Heck, I would go to a Hollywood Video before I would go to a Blockbuster. But now, everybody's really nostalgic for Blockbuster. I I do have to admit, if there was a Blockbuster, I would go there, like, all the time. But, um... In in retrospect, it's just history is remembering them so much better than they actually were. I I don't know, man. Let's let's hope that that is what happens to all of us. Let's hope that all the people that hate us when we eventually pass away end up loving our memories. I do I do think that that is what happens for the most part in a in real life. What else is popping off? I don't know if I mentioned this on the last episode on the Mego Watch, but there is going to be an exclusive Joe Namath. He is going to be available only on Target.com. I I've seen some pictures. The the uh toy is up on Target.com right now, but you can't order it. The the head sculpt is absolutely fantastic. I I need to get this guy as soon as available. He comes with a helmet. He has shoulder pads. He's he's really great. He's not like the 14-inch one that comes with a fur coat. He is he is like a more on the field Broadway Joe, but he's he's really great, man. They're also going to be doing a 14-inch Black Manta. I do feel like I talked about that, but I I don't know, man. Nothing wrong with repeating some interesting news. Black uh, Manta is pretty neat, and I I do plan on getting up with that. I have no idea when the next wave is going to drop, but I always had heard January, and we're well we're well into January, and I haven't heard anything outside of uh, Black Manta and Joe Namath. But um, if those two are any indication of what is to come, then we... We got a lot of fun stuff ahead of us. I do understand that um, Migo is going to be going with a with a more far-reaching approach. They are no longer going to be Target exclusives. I I don't know if that is true, but I have heard this rumor in a few different places. So it does seem that going into uh, 2019, you'll be able to pick up Migos in more place more places than just your uh, your local Target store. We, uh, we got a couple text messages. I didn't put out the text message alert, but we, we were lucky enough to get a couple. These are from our dude, Engineer Nerd, over, over at the, uh, Action Figure Blues podcast. You can find him at Engineer Nerd on the tweets. Uh, let's see what homie said. Why are there no five mic films prior to 1970? Also, 89 Batman is the best superhero film. Also, yo dude, you work in an undersea base and are dissing Aquaman? Seems unwise. I, well, let, let's, uh, let's take these in the order that in which they, they came. There are no flicks prior to 1970s just because, just because, I don't know. I am not a giant fan of oldie type films. I, 
I find the acting to be kind of kind of stilted, but that is really just a matter of preference. I'm not saying that there were no good movies prior to 1970. It just happens to be that the movies I love came out after 1970. But this is something that I have a plan in the works to to try and amend. If you guys are familiar with the process of the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, they have they have a committee of people who vote on the old-timey players. These are known as the Veterans Committee. I, I'm going to get the years wrong in all of this, but this is, this is basically how the system works. When a player retires for five years, there is like a 10-year period in which they are eligible for the Hall of Fame. If they don't get voted in, they get pushed into the Veterans Committee, and the people who are on that committee vote to see if, after looking at them from a more historical perspective, if whether they belong in the Hall of Fame or not. I am right now in the process of putting together a 5 Mike Hall of Fame Veterans Committee. I already got a couple dudes on it, and hopefully, hopefully when the inductions roll around next year. I am also... I'm looking to try and make the Five Mike Hall of Fame an annual event. I'm thinking either the last week of November or the first week of December, we are going to induct some some new films. So hopefully, by the time this rolls around, we will have the Veterans Committee in place. So, honestly, it's just a matter of preference. And as far as 89 Batman, when... When that came out, that movie was an amazing sensation. I loved it so much, but I do not think that it stands the test of time. I got the I got the chance to watch a bit of it on cable the other day, and I I didn't even make it through a few minutes, and I was really I was really surprised because I loved it so much when it came out, but it just it just does not hold up. And I think that this is a problem that Batman films sort of have by the by the nature of the Batman himself. For example, I loved the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, but as soon as they were over, I I felt like they were dated. Hearing Christian Bale on the Batman and all that stuff, it just it just seemed really dated. And that just may be because Batman could quite possibly be the kind of character who is more he may be just the kind of character that seems better as an animated person rather than a real person. Just just because the idea of Batman is ludicrous. I love Batman. Don't get me wrong. I collect Batman toys. I read Batman and Detective Comics. I love Batman. But when you when you look at it, it is kind of an especially ridiculous premise that a person would be able to do all the things that he does. So when you try to bring it to like a real life situation, it just looks silly and it gets dated really quick. And I really love Michael Keaton. I think he's one of the best actors of our time. But I don't know how well suited he is to be Batman. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. I I just find the whole thing seems so dated. It's not that it's a bad movie. It's not that at all. It was, at the time, a sensation. It was one of the biggest things I'd ever seen. But I, I just don't think that it holds up very well. If you want to know what the best superhero movie is of all time, it's it's Aquaman. I'm just kidding. Aquaman. Aquaman was not good at all. But I also feel like that's just a... It's just a matter of taste, man. I don't go for those overly animated type films. I I do think that they can be good. I think that, for example, the 
Infinity War, the Avengers Infinity War. I thought that was really great. And I've seen others that are really great, but I, I prefer the ones like Winter Soldier, Captain America Winter Soldier, that has more, like, practical effects and practical fighting and stuff. And as far as Aquaman, dude, if he's listening to this right now, you know where I am, dude. Bring it on. I, I'm just kidding. Don't bring it on. I don't want... I don't want any kind of conflict. It it hurts my heart to have to destroy other living beings. Engineer nerd, my dude, I always appreciate you reaching out to us, even if you seem to disagree with everything I say. But, uh, you know, that's how it is in, in life sometimes. Star Trek Discovery is getting ready to start. I really dug season one of Star Trek Discovery. It is available on the CBS Online, which, which I don't like, but that's fine. If I gotta pay a few dollars a month to see Star Trek, I'm... I'm all good with that. I think that by the time this comes out, it may it may already be available. So make sure to get down with that. It's definitely enjoyable. If you want to sign up for uh, CBS All Access, I think what it's called, go to um go to thelogbook.com and sign up through Earl Green's site. He gets he gets a kickback from that, and Earl is. He's a really great guy, man. He uh he deserves those uh shekels that come from that. The the Discovery is such a good show, and I, I see a lot of people do not like it, and I, I don't know why. I guess I do know why. It's not like, it's not like your daddy's Star Trek. It's a, it's a new kind of thing, and new kind of things often, they often, like, take a while for people to get used to, but I thought it was really, really a lot of fun, and to be honest, I am happy with any Star Trek in my life. As long as there's new Trek coming down the pike, I'm a happy guy. Uh, what else? I... I'm trying to pad this out, but, uh, my throat, my throat's been bugging me lately, man. The, the family is on the sick tip. There's, like, a cold going around, and I, I don't think I'm gonna get it, but I do have, I do have, like, a slight tickle in my throat. We, um, we picked up a couple new patrons this week, which is, which is always nice. I, I like it, man. It makes me feel good to have somebody want to throw some of their hard-earned money toward me. It makes me feel like... Makes me feel like what I'm doing here is in some way, in some way worthwhile to somebody. And also, if you become a patron, a show patron over at supportthereport.com, you get, you get a lot of fun stuff. There's like 35 or 36 patron-only episodes over there. I do a, I do a show called The P.O.S., the patron-only show that is on its fourth episode. The fifth one is gonna go up in a couple weeks, so keep your eye out for that. But we got... We got two new Patreons this week. One of them was, one of them was a mysterious benefactor. They, they declined to give their name, and I can appreciate that. So, to you, mysterious benefactor, I give a big bow wow. Another one was a, was a chap by the name of Tori. Tori, I definitely, definitely appreciate that. I, I don't know, man. It just makes me, like, feel really good. Every time I get an email that I got a new patron, it just makes me feel really, really good, like... What I'm doing is in some way making your life a bit more fun. So, to both of you, I give the highest salute that I have. It's um kind of like a foot above my head. My hand is saluting a foot above my head right now. You can't see it, but uh if you guys, if you guys have any products you want me to plug, reach out. I will um I'll do that. You can find me at IC Robots on the tweets or facebook.com backslash IC Robots. Either one. Either one will get through to me, so I I don't know what else I got to say. Keep your eye peeled. There's gonna be a new POS coming soon. I I got behind on those. The there's just been like illness all around me. So any of the spare time that I get 
has been put toward, like, I don't know, changing bedpans, bringing people soup on trays, stuff like that. So I haven't, I have barely had time to get over to the dig. I have barely had time to get over to good old Joe video, man. My life, my life is at a standstill, but it does, it does look like things are starting to, uh, starting to turn around. So keep your eyes peeled for that, and please, please consider becoming a show patron. You can get down for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all these fun shows, and you'll make me feel... Like, what I'm doing is worthwhile, and I know that has to, I know that has to be important. So next week, we will be back with one of the most anticipated shows of the year. We're going to talk about the top five movies of 2018. So, until then, this is me, Icy Robot, signing off for Engineer Emily, Iceberg, It's and Kate, everybody out there. If you don't know, now you know. has been I See Robots Radio production. I See Robots Radio is a listener-supported in Dehar. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week. Portions of our broadcast day may be presented either in whole or in part by means of videotape or film reproduction. This is KTXL TV 40, signing off the air, ending another schedule of broadcasting. KTXL, Sacramento, Stockton, California.